Good morning, I'm Debbie Cruz. Welcome, it's Thursday, July 21st. Accusations against the Democratic Party chairman. More on that, but first, let's do the headlines. The January 6th committee is returning to prime time today to continue investigating the deadly insurrection of the U.S. Capitol in 2021. Today's hearing is the committee's last planned public hearing. They plan to focus on Trump's response as rioters breached the Capitol on January 6th. You can watch and listen to the live hearings at kpbs.org starting at 5 p.m. About 600 workers at the Hilton San Diego Bayfront began striking yesterday after they couldn't reach what they considered a fair agreement with hotel management. Unite Here Local 30 President Bridget Browning says the hotel's average $20 per hour wage isn't enough to survive anymore in San Diego. The union originally sought a $6 an hour wage increase over two years, but in formal talks Tuesday, they came down to $4 an hour. San Diego Comic-Con is officially here. The streets around the convention center are flooded with fans who are here for the year's biggest pop culture get-together. Christian Ramos from Texas has been attending Comic-Con for years. He says he can't wait to step inside the convention center and take everything in. It's like I'm just getting goosebumps even thinking about how amazing this place is and how special this little you know section of San Diego is to all of us. Masks, proof of vaccination, or a negative COVID test within 72 hours will be required. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Beth Accomando, KPBS arts reporter and host of the Cinema Junkie podcast. I'm also a geeky gourmet who likes to bake food themed to the movies I watch, like chocolate blood to savor with Dracula, or an extra chewy Wookiee cookie to enjoy with Star Wars. I'm geeky about the things I love, and that makes me a public radio geek as well. I love being able to connect with audiences just like you through TV, radio, the web, and podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. So, are you a KPBS geek? If so, then I'm asking you to get in touch with your inner nerd and become a member of KPBS today. Just go to kpbs.org and click the blue Give Now button and make a donation. That's right. Let's geek out together about the things we love. So it's been two months since Will Rodriguez Kennedy, chairman of the San Diego County Democratic Party, took a leave of absence following allegations of sexual assault. Allegations he denies. Now court and police records obtained by KPBS show Rodriguez Kennedy was in a relationship 10 years ago that included mutual accusations of abuse. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen spoke with KPBS's Maureen Cavanaugh about the story. Let's start with who made these accusations against Rodriguez Kennedy 10 years ago and what they entail. The accusations were made by an ex-boyfriend in a sworn statement that accompanied a request for a restraining order. 
and they surround an altercation that happened, he says, in August of 2012. Uh, The ex says that Rodriguez Kennedy came home uh, that night drunk and that he accused him of cheating, which the boyfriend denied. He then says that Rodriguez Kennedy cornered him in the bathroom, kneeled on his neck, pulled his hair, poked his eye, and briefly strangled him with his forearm. The accuser says he then managed to escape and jump off the second floor balcony, which he said caused an ankle injury, and he says he slept at a bus stop that night and chose not to call the police at the time because he was afraid if Rodriguez Kennedy was arrested that he wouldn't have a place to live. The accuser also said that this was part of a pattern of abuse and that the the relationship was over at that point, um, but he still feared for his own safety. So what happened with the restraining order that the ex-boyfriend sought? A judge granted a temporary restraining order against Rodriguez Kennedy in October of 2012. And temporary restraining orders, it's, it's important to note, do have a lower burden of proof than regular restraining orders. So after this temporary restraining order was granted, a judge set a hearing a few weeks later. But sheriff's deputies were actually unable to locate Rodriguez Kennedy and serve him with court summons. The ex-boyfriend showed up at that first hearing, but Rodriguez Kennedy was absent uh, because he hadn't been summoned. So uh, the hearing had to be rescheduled. And then at that rescheduled hearing, neither party showed up, neither the accuser nor Rodriguez Kennedy. And after that point, the judge dissolved the temporary restraining order and the case was effectively over. Now, Rodriguez Kennedy denies these allegations. What did he tell you? Well, not only does he deny the allegations, he says he wasn't even aware that the temporary restraining order existed or was ever taken out against him until more recently. He also says that he was a victim of domestic violence in this relationship and that the temporary restraining order was his ex-boyfriend's attempt to use the court system to further abuse him. He did provide us with a police report, which we verified with the police department is authentic. And so Rodriguez Kennedy filed this police report three weeks prior to that incident with his ex-boyfriend. And in that earlier incident, Rodriguez Kennedy said he went to speak with his then-boyfriend at the time, who was at a friend's apartment. But he said the boyfriend was ignoring him, so he grabbed his arm to get his attention. And that grabbing caused the boyfriend to lose his balance and fall to the ground, at which point he said, you pushed me. Uh, So Rodriguez Kennedy says his boyfriend at the time then charged at him and punched him in the face. And uh, the police officer who wrote this report said Rodriguez Kennedy didn't have any visible injuries and that he refused medical treatment. And remind us what Rodriguez Kennedy is accused of doing more recently. There's a lot less that we know about those accusations, which surfaced earlier uh, this year in May. The accuser himself in that incident hasn't come forward publicly, although I have spoken with his attorney. He's another ex-boyfriend, and he says that Rodriguez Kennedy had sex with him while he was intoxicated to the point of being unable to give consent. Uh, And that's about all we can report around those allegations at this time. It's important to note Rodriguez Kennedy denies those allegations as well. He says they're totally out of character for him, and he says he has evidence to corroborate his version of the events, although we haven't seen that yet. He also says the uncovering of the older accusations against him from 2012 are a smear campaign and that he doesn't feel like they are newsworthy. Rodriguez Kennedy is not an elected official. Why are these alleged details of his personal life of public importance? 
He is not an elected official, but he is a public figure with influence over local politics. And probably the big, the the clearest example is with the county Democratic Party's endorsements. They endorse mayors, uh, city council members, uh, candidates for elected office of all kinds. And while endorsements aren't made by the chair alone, the party chairs in the past and currently can and do steer the party in one direction or in favor of one candidate or another. They also have some degree of control and influence over how the party spends money. And it's not exactly a secret that Rodriguez Kennedy wants to run for office someday in the future. These allegations are 10 years old, they are complicated, but we feel that given the recent accusations, they are at the very least worth reporting on in all of their complexity. So what happens next? Well, there was a police report filed with the San Diego Police Department this year about the more recent accusations. That case now appears to be in the hand of the district attorney's office, which has to decide if there's enough evidence to actually prosecute. And the county Democratic Party, uh, meanwhile, says it can't conclude its investigation into these accusations until law enforcement has included their investigation. So they're waiting on that. And in the meantime, uh, Will Rodriguez Kennedy is still on leave from his position with the party, and the party itself is still declining to comment. That was KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen speaking with KPBS Midday Edition host Maureen Kavanaugh. You can read more about this story at kpbs.org. Customs and Border Protection say a record number of migrants have been injured while trying to cross the border illegally into San Diego County. KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis says most of these injuries are being attributed to Trump's border wall. Mexican officials say that Donald Trump's border wall is killing migrants here in San Diego County. Carlos Gonzalez Gutierrez is the Consul General of Mexico in San Diego. He says 80% of all migrant injuries happened when people fell off the 30-foot wall. Nearly 250 Mexican nationals were injured while trying to cross the border in the fiscal year 2021, compared to just under 200 the year before. I am convinced that the decision to raise the wall up to 30 feet did not stop the migration flows, nor did it deviate them necessarily. But it certainly increased the number of people who were seriously injured in their attempt to cross. The Border Patrol's acting deputy chief patrol agent, Patricia McGurk-Daniel, blames smugglers for trying to profit from desperate migrants. I can tell you that whether it's a wall, whether it's the ocean, whether it's the desert terrain, whether it's the mountains where frigid temperatures can drop and people can get hypothermia, smugglers will continue to push their commodities through without any disregard for the health and safety of those that they push through into our communities. They just don't care. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. San Diego Congresswoman Sarah Jacobs was one of 17 members of Congress arrested Tuesday during a demonstration for abortion rights outside the Supreme Court. KPBS spoke to Jacobs about her participation in the protest. This is not a hypothetical question for me, just like it's not a hypothetical question for millions of Americans across this country. This is radical justices on the Supreme Court saying that they know more about my body and my health care decisions than I do. Tuesday's protest was one of many that have taken place in Washington since the Supreme Court struck down Roe v. Wade last month. Supporters say the action is part of a larger effort to secure reproductive rights through legislation. 
These are very real things for me, like they're very real things for many young people across this country. And that's why I feel such a sense of urgency and uh, feel really strongly that we need to be doing everything we can in Congress to protect people right now because people are being harmed right now. Two women's health bills were approved by the House last week, but they are unlikely to make it through the Senate. Coming up, a new school year and a new start time. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. Stay close. Long ago, when the public square was the only place to share news, events, and happenings, people were drawn to it. Living in community with others was the route to understanding each other and the world around us. The public square has changed dramatically, but our need to learn and understand one another hasn't. This is Port of Entry, the Parker Edison Project. Listener-supported KPBS Cinema Junkie. Thank you for listening to KPBS Podcasts and for being part of our region's virtual public square, where you learn not only about the headlines of the day, but about culture, music, and the issues that are important to all of us. Help keep the virtual square alive and well. Support podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. Just go to kpbs.org, click the blue Give Now button, and make a donation. And thanks again. The first day of school for thousands of South Bay students began with a late start yesterday morning. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez has more on the new state law, now in effect to help kids be better learners. Research shows students do better in school when they get a good night's sleep and arrive for class rested and ready to learn. California lawmakers considered that when they passed a new law that says middle schools cannot begin before 8 a.m. and high schools can't start before 8.30 a.m., more than an hour later than prior to the COVID pandemic. Daryl Davis is a parent in the Sweetwater Union High School District, happy to drop off his son for the first day of school at the new time. If you're rushed, you get to school, you're tired, you don't feel like doing anything, late starts is the business. This is what we should have been doing a long time ago. I don't know why. I think they should have put everybody on banker's hours. Other parents we spoke with say a later start leaves them scrambling to get to work on time and to make arrangements for child care. It's going to be a little bit harder for me, to be honest, because I have another kid in elementary and it's going gonna, it's gonna to mess up with their schedule and my work as well. That was parent Vanessa Gomez. KPBS's M.G. Perez brought us that update. Depending on where you live in San Diego County, you could say it's been a hot summer so far or that it's been relatively mild. KPBS reporter John Carroll talked to an expert about the reason behind the big difference in temperatures. When it comes to this year's summer weather, so far it's been a tale of two climates. Along the coastal plain, basically west of Interstate 15, nothing too unusual. 
Here's National Weather Service meteorologist Alex Tardy. Our coastal areas, a lot like last summer, are being kept cool by water temperatures that are either average or slightly below average levels. What's unusual this year is happening well to the east. We're in the situation where the weather pattern has been just stuck over Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and that's the high-pressure dome. Tardy says if the dome starts shifting west, coastal areas can say goodbye to the cooler weather. John Carroll, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great day.